Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome, welcome to our Christmas all-age service, uh, where there could be a bit of a nativity, also lots of songs, and also helping us think about what is Christmas all about. So if you are with us, if you normally are part of our church family, welcome. If you're a visitor, welcome too. It's great to have you with us. And saying that, it is an all-age service, so that means it's for everyone. (laughs) Everyone to take part, everyone to listen, and we pray everyone to learn something about why Jesus is the greatest gift of all this Christmas. Well, I would like to invite up Anna McIntosh and Flora. Um, This is week four of uh, our Advent candles, so they're going to come forth and they're going to light the candle and they're going to say a little reading from one of the Gospels to help us focus our minds and our hearts on why we are here this morning. We light this fourth Advent candle to remind us of our calling to reflect the light of Jesus in this dark world. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Let your light shine in the sight of men. Let them see the good things you do and praise your Father in heaven. Brilliant. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Flora. Can I say a prayer for us as we begin our time together? Close your eyes if that's helpful and say a big amen at the end if you agree with what I say. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for our time together this morning. Please, we pray that it will be a blessing to us all. Thank you that Jesus came as the light of the world to shine light into our dark world and into our dark hearts. Please, may we see his light this morning, both if we're here at home, uh, if we're here in the church, or if we're watching from home. Please be with us. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And now it's time in our service where we're going to have a bit of fun. We're going to have a Christmas quiz. I said we're going to have a Christmas quiz. Yes. Some competitive people up on the balcony. I like to see that. So hear how the Christmas quiz. Oh, come on. The Christmas quiz is going to work. Can everyone put their hands in the air like this? Which indicates that you... Either you can play as an individual or you can play as a family. It's up to you. But either you as an individual or you as a family have 10 points. 10 points to start with, okay? You can help using your fingers. For each of the questions, there are three different options. A, B, or C. One, two, or three. You need, for each question, decide how you're going to allocate your points. Okay, so you can decide, you know what, I'm really confident. I'm 99.9% sure that the answer is A, so I'm going to put all my 10 points onto A. Okay, or you could say, I really don't have a clue, so I'm going to spread my points across all three answers. I could put five on A, three on two, on B, and two on Three or C. I can't remember. I'm using numbers or letters here. Okay? So you can decide to put them all on one, to spread them on two, or to spread them across three. But here's the catch. You only carry forward the points that you place on the right answer. If you put points on the wrong answers, and the answer's wrong, you lose those points. And you only take the points that you got right onto the next question. And your challenge as a family or as an individual is how many points, there's five questions, how many points will you be left with at the end? Or will you be out after question one? Because you went all in and you got it wrong. Okay, does that make sense? So how you get, you start with ten points, let me see your points. And you decide whether you're going to put them all on one question or spread them across them all. If you get it right, the points you put on that answer carry forward. You lose the rest. Any questions? 
Wendy. Yes, you can't buy, you can't just save any of the side. No, no, no. You have to use them all. You have to put them all on something. At home, you're playing as well. See if you can last to question number five. Are we ready? Yeah. I said, are we ready? Yeah. Yes. Question number one. In the song, 12 Days of Christmas, there were nine what? Okay. Is it one? Lords are leaping. Is it two? Ladies dancing. Or is it three? Gold rings okay and you need to be honest as well we're not getting you to write these down so have a conversation either with yourself or with your partner if you're playing together how are you going to distribute your points are you going to put them all on one are you going to put them on two are you going to spread them across three you decide okay in the song 12 days of christmas there are nine what we're going to see who are the gamblers and who are playing it safe are we ready Simon, how are you ready? Okay. Shall we reveal the answer? Okay, the answer is, drum roll please. Oh, ladies dancing. So if you put points on that, you get to keep them. If you put points on any other two, you lose them. Who's still on 10 points? Uh, most people. Did anyone lose any points? Oh, Alistair. That's okay. Right, question number two. There's five questions. See if you can make it to the end. How many reindeer drive Santa's sleigh? Including Rudolph, of course. Is it one, six reindeer? Is it two, nine reindeer? Is it three, twelve reindeer? Ooh. How are you going to divvy up your points? Are you going to go all on one? It's risky though, what if it's wrong? Or you could spread them across the three different options, or two options. You could dismiss one and spread across two. Are we ready? Mike, are you ready? Drum roll please. Here we go. The answer is nine. Nine. Eight reindeers and then Rudolph. Joy in the sleigh. Is anyone still on ten? Yes. Don't be too confident. It's only going to get harder from here. Right. Which UK city ate the most mince pies per person last Christmas? Is it one, Leeds? Is it two, Lincoln? Or is it three, Liverpool? Who is the champion mince pie eaters? From Leeds, from Lincoln, from Liverpool. Spread your points. How are you going to divvy them up? Ian Wallace, you know the answer up there. No cheating. <laughs> Okay, how are you going to spread them, Jen? Are you, have you got any points left? Oh, ten. Easy, easy. Right, drum roll, please. Here's the answer. Very good. The answer is, of course, Three. Liverpool. Yeah. Liverpool, love them as spies. You probably knew that answer because I gave the question. No. Oh, well. Right, two more questions. Who's still on ten? Wow, solve. Yeah, not a competitor up there. Right. Which song was voted the UK's favourite carol in 2020? Was it Oh Holy Night? Was it Silent Night? Or was it Heart the Herald Angels Sing? Could be any of them. So are you going to divvy them up across? Are you going to go big? Or you might lose them all. Are you going to spread them across too? Sam, what do you think? Are you working together or are you going by yourself? Oh, come on, Sam. Harriet? Have you still got points? No? Have you still got points at home? Hope so. 
Right, drum roll please. Here we go, it's a big moment. The answer is, oh holy night. Oh holy night. That was not very good. Has anyone still got ten? The Wallaces. Yes. Are you working together? Oh, the Wallace. Gent, still ten? No. Has anyone lost it? All their points yet. Oh, they went big. No. Right, there's one question left. Let's see if the Wallaces can remain on ten. Winita, are you still on ten as well? And James. Yes. All right. Here we go. Final question. What is the largest gathering of people wearing Santa hats? <laughs> Is it 33, is it 30,333? Is it 60,666? Or is it 90,999? All the best. All the very best. How are you going to divide up your points? James Winita, you might as well go big. All in. The Wallaces, how are you going to do it? Play it safe. Come on, Tim, I'll go big or go home. Right. Thanks for coming, Saab. You can't take part in this question. I'm lucky. Here we go. Drum roll, please. Ooh. 30,333 people wearing Santa Claus hats. James Winita? Uh-uh. The Wallaces? Uh-uh. Did anyone have any? Zoe! Have you still got all ten points? Zoe! Yeah! Very, very good. Very, 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 very good. Well, thank you for taking part in the Christmas quiz! And it's not totally random, but you'll find out why later on. Okay? So bear the game in mind for later on. Now, I did say at the beginning of our time that we were going to have a Christmas nativity, didn't I? Now is that time. So, I'm going to invite Callum up. He's going to lead us through our journey through the Christmas story. Please do give an amazing cheer, clap, encouragement to all our wonderful children who are going to be taking part. And then, Cal, I'm going to invite you up. So, let's give him a big cheer. Yeah. Right. So, this is how the birth of Jesus came about. Mary was engaged to marry Joseph. But before they married, they learned that she was going to have a baby. She was pregnant by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mary's husband, Joseph, was a good man. He did not want to disgrace her in public, so he planned to divorce her secretly. And while Joseph thought about this, an angel of the Lord came to him in a dream. The angel said, Joseph, descendant of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. The baby in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you will name the son Jesus. Give him that name because he will save his people from their sins. All this happened to make clear the full meaning of what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be pregnant. She will have a son and they will name him Emmanuel. This name means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, 
He did what the Lord's angel had told him to do. Joseph married Mary. And at that time, Augustus Caesar sent an order to all people in the countries that were under Roman rule. The order said that they must list their names in a register. So everyone went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph left Nazareth, a town in Galilee, and he went to the town of Bethlehem in Judea. This town was known as the town of David. Joseph went there because he was from the family of David. Joseph registered with Mary because she was engaged to marry him. While Joseph and Mary were in Bethlehem, the time came for her to have a baby. She gave birth to her first son. There were no rooms left in the inn, so she wrapped the baby with cloths and laid him in a box where animals are fed. Now, that night, some shepherds were in the fields watching their sheep. And suddenly, an angel of the Lord stood before them. The glory of the Lord was shining around them, and they became very frightened. The angel said to them, don't be afraid, because I am bringing you some good news. It will be a joy to all the people. Today, your Savior was born in David's town. He is Christ, the Lord. This is how you will know him. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a feeding box. Then, a very large group of angels from heaven joined the first angel. All the angels were praising God, saying, Give glory to God in heaven and on earth. Let there be peace to the people who please God. Then the angels left the shepherds and went back to heaven. The shepherds said to each other, let us go to Bethlehem to see this thing that has happened. We will see this thing that the Lord has told us about. Jesus was born in the town of Bethlehem in Judea during the time when Herod was king. After Jesus was born, some wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. They asked, where is the baby who was born to be king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east. We came to worship him. The wise men saw the same star they'd seen in the east. It went before them until it stopped above the place where the child was. When the wise men saw the star, they were filled with joy. They went to the house where the child was and saw him with his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshipped the child. They opened the gifts they brought for him. They gave him treasures of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And can we have a big round of applause for our characters in our nativity? Can we give a good clap to Joseph? Joseph, take a seat, Joseph. Can we have a big clap for Mary? Mary, take a seat. A big clap for the shepherd. Thank you, shepherd. A big clap for the wise men. Thank you. And of course, the angels. Yes, very good. Guys, you can all go and take a seat. Thank you so much for taking part. 
Brilliant. Now here's the thing. During our nativity that we've just had now, we've had appearances from lots of different characters, haven't we? We've had Mary, we've had Joseph, we've had the shepherds, the angels. But the final scene, and the reading was taken from Matthew's Gospel, Matthew chapter 2. We focused in on the wise men, didn't we? And their journey to meet Jesus. And so for the next few minutes, that's what we're going to do. We're going to focus on that journey that the wise men took. And we're going to see what we can learn from their encounter with Jesus. And here's the thing. We're going to use heads, heads, shoulders, knees, and toes to help us think about what they learned and what we can learn too. So heads, shoulders, knees, and toes. That's going to be our structure for the next few minutes. Now, the wise men, their journey started with a question, didn't it? Their journey started with a question. So what I want you to do, there they are, the wise men. I want you to turn maybe to the person next to you. It could be a mum or a dad. It could be a brother or a sister. As a family, I want you to read the verses. Maybe you get someone to read them out loud. And I want you to see if you can find the answer to the question. What was their question? When the wise men started their journey, what was their question. Over to you. Turn, have a read, read it out loud, and see if you can spot the question that they had. Off you go. At home, you can do that too. So there we have the wise men. The wise men lived out in the east, didn't they? Far away from Jerusalem. And so when they traveled to Jerusalem, particularly if you travel at the speed of camel, it takes a very, 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 very long time, doesn't it, to get where they wanted to go. But they had read and they had seen in a star in the sky something that told them that a king was going to be born. So did you catch the question they had? Do you want to shout it out? What was their question? Yeah. Where is he? Where is the baby? Where is this king that's going to be going, that's going to be born? That was their question. We know he's coming, but where is he? Where is he? And that was their question. Where is the king? Heads. <laughs> Heads, shoulders, knees and toes, remember? Heads. That's our first point. Where is the king? Can you do that? Where is the? Where is the king? Where is he going to be born? Point one. Heads. Now, if you were looking for things, I wonder where you'd look for them. So let's take Christmas, for example. Okay, if you were looking for where your Christmas presents might be, where would you look for them? Right. Under the tree, right? Christmas presents, you look under the tree. What about after Christmas dinner? Where would you look if you were looking for Christmas dinner leftovers? The where? The bin. Hopefully not the bin. Leftovers, Reuben. In the, in the fridge. Yeah, in the fridge, in the fridge, in the fridge. Please don't put them in the bin. They're delicious. Right. What about people? When it comes to people, where would we look for these people? What about a doctor? Where would you look if you were looking for a doctor? In church. Yeah, a doctor's surgery or maybe a hospital, right? If you're looking for a doctor. What about a vicar or a pastor? Where would you be looking if you wanted a pastor? Maybe his house, but maybe a a church, right? If you were looking for a pastor, you'd look in a church. So if you were looking for a king, where would you look? Where would be the obvious place to look? Angus. Amazing. 
Right. The obvious place to look for a king is to look in a palace. And that's exactly what the wise men did. They were wise men after all. These weren't no mugs. They knew what they were looking for. And so they went straight to Jerusalem and straight to the palace. The most obvious place that they thought they were going to find a king. So there they are, the wise men on their way to the palace in Jerusalem. Amazing. Our question, crowning your heads, our question, where is the king? He's going to be in the palace, right? Of course he's going to be in the palace. Let's go to see the new king. But when they arrived at the palace, there was a problem. Let me show you these words. Let me read them to you. When King Herod heard about this new king of the Jews, he was troubled. And all the people in the Jerusalem were worried too. Herod called of all the leading priests and teachers of the law, and he asked them where the Christ would be born or where the king would be born. You see, when they arrived at the palace asking, where is the king? Point number two, what, does, what response did they get? I don't know. <laughs> shoulders. I don't know. Can you shrug your shoulders? I don't know. What king? I, have you seen a king? I haven't seen a king. There's no king here. They got to the palace and there was no king, just a shrug of the shoulders. I don't know what you're talking about. You see, King Herod was troubled at this news. And so he called all the experts and he said, do you know what these guys are talking about? And they're like, well, I haven't seen a king. Uh, But they they scrambled around trying to find if they could see any evidence of what a king might look like and where he might be. And eventually they came together and they said, well, there was a guy a very, very long time ago. What was his name? What was his name? Was it Malcolm? No, no, no. Was it Marcus? No, no. Micah, yeah, there's a guy called Micah hundreds of years ago, and he said that there would be a king that would be born in Birmingham. No, not Birmingham. Brill? No, I don't think so. Not in Brill. Beth- Bethlehem, right? There would be a king born in Bethlehem. So off the wise men go to Bethlehem. Let's see what happens next. And again, it's over to you. Back into your family groups, back into the person next to you. Can you read these words and ask the question, what do the wise men do? (laughs) What do the wise men do when they meet Jesus? Off you go. Read it. Talk about it. Someone read it out loud. See if you can get the answer to the question. What do the wise men do when they meet Jesus? Okay, we'll see in a minute if you've got the answer. But here we have the wise men. Their question, where is the king? Let me see you do your heads. They get to the palace. We don't know. But they think it might be Bethlehem. So they go to Bethlehem. And they get to Bethlehem and they... They knock on a house. A pretty ordinary looking house. And the door opens. And they're standing in front of them, isn't a princess, but a pretty ordinary looking lady. And she says, come in, come in. And they get into the living room, if there was a living room in the house. And standing there, maybe sitting, maybe crawling, was a pretty ordinary looking baby or a toddler. An ordinary house, an ordinary lady, an ordinary baby. 
But then what happens next is anything but ordinary. The response of the wise men to Jesus is amazing. Did you spot it? What did they do when they met Jesus? Two things, I think. Angus, can you give me one? What did they do? Brilliant. They gave him gifts, didn't they? But they did something else as well. What did they do with their bodies? Yeah, yeah. Amazing. They bowed down and worshipped. Again, remember, heads, where is the king? We don't know. Maybe Bethlehem. But now we get our final two actions. Heads, shoulders, knees. They get down on their knees, don't they? In front of baby Jesus and worship him. And then they lay down their gifts at his toes. <laughs> like that one. They lay down their gifts at the baby Jesus' toes. What an amazing response from these wise men. And it's not an ordinary response, isn't it? Imagine, imagine this morning. Where's Marley? Marley, a little toddler. Imagine this morning as Marley came into church, the welcome team saw Marley and went, ooh. <laughs> Marley, here's some gifts. What do we think? Well, crazy, right? Imagine they did that to you, Marley, this morning when you came to church. But that's exactly what the wise men did, right? What an amazing, weird, crazy response from these kings to a baby. Not an ordinary response. So the question, as we come to a close, is why? (laughs) Right? Why on earth would these guys respond to Jesus like that? Well, I think there's two things. Two things that these men understood about Jesus that made them respond as they did. First, they understood something about who Jesus was. Who Jesus was. And that's why they got down on their knees. You see, Jesus, when he came into this earth, wasn't an ordinary baby. He was a special baby. A unique baby. He was God. And so when these wise men stood in front of Jesus, think about it this way. The one who had made the sun and the moon and the stars that they had followed to that house in Bethlehem was there in front of them. The one who had made the mountains and the oceans and the deserts that they had crossed to get to that house in Bethlehem was standing there in front of them. The one who had created them was now in front of them in the form of a baby, Jesus. They knew something about who Jesus was, that Jesus was God, that Jesus was the almighty God that had created everything, even them, and here he was. And so what did they do? They got on their knees, showing us that they knew he was big and they were small. Humbling themselves before Jesus. And second, not only did they know who Jesus was, they knew what Jesus would give. They knew what Jesus would give. Because you see, that baby Jesus, he grew up to be a man. And that man died on a cross. And when he died on a cross, he gave up something. What did he give up? His life. 
Jesus gave his life on the cross so that these wise men, so that me and you might receive the gift of life. He gave up his life so that we might have life. Life now for those that trust in Jesus that can experience love and joy and forgiveness and peace and life forever one day with the God who made us and with the God who saved us. What an amazing gift that Jesus came to give. And these wise men understood something of that. And so what do they do in response to knowing what Jesus would give them? Well, they give to him, don't they? They give all that they have. Now, remember our game at the beginning, the Christmas quiz? Do you remember that? How did the wise men respond to Jesus and what he gave them? Did he respond like, did they respond like our game? Did they respond by saying, you know what? I'm going to give maybe a little bit of what I have to Jesus, but I'll keep a little bit myself. I'll spread it around a little bit. I might give some to Herod. He seemed a nice guy, or maybe not. How, how did they respond to Jesus? Did they give a little bit here, a little bit there? Did they hedge their bets? No, of course they didn't. They went all in on Jesus. They gave everything they had to him right from the get-go. And so the final question is, what about us? The wise men gave everything they had to Jesus. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Let's start with head. They heard about God's king, didn't they? They heard about him. So have you. This morning you're here. You've heard something about God's king, Jesus. Shoulders. Questions. They asked their questions. They did their research and they found out eventually that he was in Bethlehem. Will you ask your questions? Maybe you're here and you've got lots of questions about this thing called Christianity, this person called Jesus. Maybe you've heard something in the past or you're interested now, but you've still got lots and lots and lots of questions. Would you ask them? Would you ask them to a friend who brought you? Would you ask them um, to someone at this church? We'd love to speak to you and love to ask and answer some of your questions. Thirdly, knees. What did the wise men do? They humbled themselves before God because that's who they knew Jesus was. Will we do the same? Will we humble ourselves before God? And lastly, toes. They gave everything they had, not some of what they had, everything they had to Jesus. Will we do the same? Will we give our whole lives, not just a few hours on a Sunday morning, a few times a year, but every single element of our lives, will we give it to Jesus because of what he gave us? Will you make way for the king in your life? Let's watch a video that summarizes some of the things we've just talked about. And then we're going to close by singing a final song together. Uh, Let us pray together. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to celebrate the birth of King Jesus this Christmas. Thank you that King Jesus was no ordinary baby, but came as our rescuer. Thank you that this shows us that you love us so much. And just like the wise men did, Father, help us to recognise who Jesus really is, the saviour of the world, and help us to understand what Jesus brings, real life. Lord, we want to say sorry for the times when we don't live our lives like Jesus is the King, 
Please forgive us. I pray you would help us to make way for King Jesus and give him a big space in our lives. I pray that everything we do would be worshipped to you. Father, I pray that this amazing news of Christmas would be news that we can't help but share with those around us. That the hope and love and joy that Jesus brings would spread around our community. We pray for the carol service this evening here in the church and the carols in the square event on Monday. That you would give us boldness to invite friends and family and that those who haven't made way for King Jesus would hear about him and want to trust him too. Amen. Dear Lord, thank you for this wonderful Christmas season and for all the joy it can bring. Thank you for the food, gifts and the opportunity to spend more time with you and family and friends. Through all these, thank you that these are gifts from you and we can join together to celebrate Christmas this year. I pray for those who are ill, whether that's from COVID or other illnesses, that they won't feel alone this Christmas and would feel your love and presence. Please be with the people who find this time of year difficult and help them to feel you near. I pray for those who may be grieving or will be missing loved ones. Help them to draw close to you. Thank you, Lord, for the progress in vaccination through this past year. And I pray that with COVID still around, that it won't stop people celebrating and sharing the good news of your birth. Help us to put all our anxieties onto you and to trust in you. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as we finish, again, let's be reminded of heads, the king, shoulders, we've got questions, but our knees, we humble ourselves before Jesus God, and our toes, we give all of our lives to him because of what he has given us. Let me read as a final prayer, Matthew 2, verse 2, and say a big amen at the end. They asked, where is the baby? Where is the king who was to be born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east, and we came to worship him. Amen. Amen. Have a great rest of your day and see you soon.